want to help you with an objective, unbiased testimonial from my son, Mike, has always been an honest boy. I can't ever remember him telling a lie. That is right. I've never told a lie, ever. This is a helmet that I wore in the the Super Bowl when I was playing for the... No, that's a lie. I didn't play. I, I represented athletes, and this has some really cool signatures on it. It is a New York Giants helmet. For those that can't see it, I'm showing you my signatures. And one of those signatures is Lyle West. And I'm, I'm doing a shout-out to Lyle. He didn't even know it. But Lyle West was one of my very first clients back in the day. Back in 96, I think, I signed uh, Lyle. And he became... Uh, uh, he was a DB and he would, played for the Giants. I think he went to a Super Bowl with them, I think, back then. And he also ended up finishing his career as a chief. And he is a real estate agent out of Roseville. It's Dreamcatcher Realty. So if you want somebody that will tackle all your uh, real estate needs, that is Lyle West. He's a former uh, Giant and also a former Kansas City Chief. Lyle, a Dreamcatcher Realty out of Roseville, California. Awesome dude. Haven't talked to him in a while, but love Lyle. Love his uh, postings and things like that. So, hey, Lyle, shout out, man. Love you. Hey, and Giants, how about those Giants right now, right? They're five and one. Isn't that cool? So, uh, you know, it's really great. Hey, and real quick, you're listening to Mortgage Madness with Mike Hobbs. I'm here at two o'clock on every Wednesday. We're posting live on YouTube and here on Facebook, as you know, and it'll go on Spotify a little bit later. So those of you that are listening to me here after the fact on Spotify, I am wearing a real NFL helmet. It's a real helmet, man. It's got a name of somebody in it. I don't know who that player was that uh, Lyle got for me when he was playing for the Giants. That's uh, got his number in there. So it actually came from a, a real uh, real player. And uh, I'm all for the Giants, man. They're 5-1. and one. That's great. So they're doing really well. And I'm going to pull this off because it's killing me. Whoever it was must have been a DB or something, a little pinhead, because it's killing me. I Hang on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that thing is uh, – that's brutal. So super tight. You see my ears are pinned back in. The, my quaff is messed up now for putting the helmet on, but I'll get over that. Anyway, you're listening to Mortgage Madness with Mike Hobbs. We've got a lot going on today, a lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about. Hey, and I want to say that, you know, it is hump day today. It's hump day. But you know what I like to refer to it is as – I like to refer to it as – There you go. Wine Wednesday. That's what I was saying. So we just showed a little video of a really cool glass of red wine being poured and calling it Wine Wednesday. Uh, you know, have some fun sipping some wine. I think you got to take life with uh, uh, some fun. And I think with the market and the way it's going right now in real estate and also just watching the news, I mean, watching anywhere, they're always they're talking about, you know, our industry collapsing and what have you. But you got to have fun. Wine Wednesday. There you go. Have a have a sip of wine where you're listening to me. It'll make me sound a lot better. Uh, for sure. So start drinking now. That's my professional recommendation as a home loan officer. And on that, you saw I'm a home loan officer with Loan Depot. And uh, I've been doing this for 38 years. I've had a bunch of different companies. I've started. My wife won't let me talk to anybody that says, hey, I've got an idea. I can't do that anymore. She has forbode me to do it. And uh, 
that's cool because uh, I've done a lot of cool things in my life and a lot of great successes, a lot of incredible failures. And we're going to talk about some of those things a little bit later. And we're going to bring that back around to a positive. So we'll do that. Hey, I also want to let you know um, a couple things about me. Uh, real quick, played in a band, a uh, rock band. It was no one you know. I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Greg uh, Wilkins. He's a awesome guitar player. There he is on the left. He's uh, amazing. He's uh, about 6'8 or something like that. I'm 6'3". Uh, Eric Berg next to me is is like 6'4". So we had this huge, uh, uh, most of us were super tall. So for a rhythm guitar player there, uh, he was not that tall. And there's my wife, Caroline. So uh, she is there as well. She was an awesome singer. So we knew, no one you know, it was an old band uh, that I had, rock band back in the day. And I still play, but uh, you may me, you may see as my studio kind of shifts and changes instead of looking at the stuff behind me, I may be sitting on the throne. Uh, no, not that throne. They call it a throne when you're a drummer. It's the thing, you, the stool you sit on. So you may see me uh, broadcasting from that as a drummer. And um, yeah, so uh, that's me. And the show, what's it about? Why should you care? I mean, right? why should you care? Hey, I'm pontificating and talking about a bunch of stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about you. So you're a listener. And if you're in today, we're going to be talking about the show is all about foreclosure, bankruptcy, and hardship. Oh, my or should say divorce, bankruptcy, and hardship. Oh my, we're going to talk about hardship because that's going to fall into the foreclosure side of things. So let's we're going to talk about those things because there's a lot of bad news out there in the real estate market. And I think there's a lot of fear and trepidation and there shouldn't be. So why should you listen to me? Well, I've done a bunch of different things and I've really, we're going to talk about a few of those things and how I can help people that may be listening. They're getting into a little trouble because the economy is so bad or what have you. Um, and we're going to talk about that, how you can uh, have hope and, and uh, get through this. I've been through it. We're going to talk about my story briefly in a minute. So uh, that's really why you should listen to it. We resolutions here and uh, so, uh, solutions for things and what have you and related to real estate and mortgage and legal, marginal legal. I'm not an attorney, although I played one on TV once. And uh, in my mind, mom, mom, I know that was a lie. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm making my mom out to be a liar. So I'm going to put my glasses on here so I can look at my notes. Hey, you know what? Um, a lot of fear out there right now, especially with the interest rates going as high as they are. And with all the news that's talking about inflation and uh, uh, prices dropping, and we've talked about the BBB, you know, buyer benefits bundle and how you can actually make buying affordable and selling efficient. We've talked about that in the past. And we'll probably do that again, because I think it's relevant today in the market as uh, prices start to drop. But one of the things is there was this article that came out, I'm holding it right here, this article that came out from BuzzFeed News. And I'm putting my glass on so I can read. Um, and it says uh, she bought her house as the market peaked. Now she regrets it. You know, and those are appeals to fear and what have you. And I think there's enough of that out there. We've got to keep positive because there's a lot of cool things going on. You can still own a home today and it still can be affordable. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this. So they say record housing prices and rapidly rising interest rates have many people questioning the value and viability of home ownership. We're just house poor now. And I, I don't know. I, I took some notes here and I highlighted some stuff, but... I'm not going to go into that. I guess I'm going to summarize it like this. These articles are all built to around that that thing that says, hey, things are crashing and it's not good and people are in hardship or they think they are because they don't have the equity in their home anymore if they bought at the peak. But the reality is we buy our homes, pardon me, we buy our homes and we hang on to them. So the equity moving up and down shouldn't bother us if it's a home that you're going to stay in. Who cares? Write it out. Can you afford it? This thing makes that statement in their header and then they go on to say why she's having trouble. 
because she had a bad home inspection. Uh, inspection. And we're going to be doing that next week, by the way. He doesn't know it yet, but Chris Latte, and I know he's listening right now because he loves me. He's my number one fan. And Chris is going to be on my show next. We're going to be talking about home inspections and why those are important for a buyer and, frankly, for a seller. Uh, I've got a program that I'm launching here for real estate agents to make them more competitive, and it actually has to do with that. Um, so it talks in this article about this gal who bought, and she found out after she closed that she has all these problems she has to fix. Well, push them off. If you're having hardship in some way financially, or you didn't budget properly, and whatever her job was, I can't remember. I'm not going to grab my glasses to look at it, but she was in a, a white-collar job of an, an analyst, and you would think that <clears throat> someone, someone like that would have the uh, the uh, fortitude and the knowledge to know what their budget is and how they can afford it. Don't blame the market shift once you get in because getting in was that thing you said you signed on the dotted line and said, hey, I can afford this. And then don't worry about equity coming going away from you. And, and that's not a problem. So uh, the BuzzFeed News, <clears throat> pardon me, article talks about this and they go into other stories. And so I'm not a bit, I don't believe it. And honestly, you shouldn't be looking at it that way. If you're in your home, you're one of the lucky ones. Hang on to it. Stay in your home. Figure it out. And we're going to talk about remedies if you can't. If you're struggling because of the economy, uh, uh, your money's not going as far as it used to, and the mortgage payment is uh, you're waning on the mortgage payments. Hey, we're going to uh, talk about how you can do that. So let's do this. Um, there was a term, you know, people were afraid rates are so high. There was a uh, a term that was coined uh, by a little monkey that I know, and uh, we call him, there he is, Keith Pitch. He's a monkey in this picture. You can't see it on Spotify, but he's hanging off the tower of my wake surf boat. And he's hanging off the tower, smiling and swinging like a monkey. But he's really a sales manager. That's what he does for a day job. He got out of the circus many years ago, and he's always going back to that. But he coined the phrase, um, rent your rate. At least I think he did. I, I hear him talk about it when he's doing his stuff. And rent your rate. Rates may be high, but if you can get in with a buy down or get some help from a seller or mom and dad, and you can pay those extra points somehow, get somebody else to help you do that. Down payment assistance or assistance with closing costs, programs or whatever, get in. That rate's not going to last. We will not survive in this economy as with inflation. You know that. We don't operate in this space very well. So that is going to change. So rent your rate, get into your home. If you can afford it, do that. It's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> so Keith, Keith talks about that. A lot of fear out there. Rates are up. Prices are down. Uh, we talked about that. Um, I've owned 15 homes over the years, and the values have always gone up and down. And I never at one point in time said, man, this is a bad idea. If they're cash flowing, if you can afford it, if it's providing shelter, if you're part of the community, if it gives you this uh, sense of well-being and, and, and belonging, and you're raising your kids, you got a backyard to run in and play in with your family, that's what it's all about. Don't worry about the equity. So what? Because the argument then would be somehow you have to do something with it. If you gained it, you're going to worry about keeping the home if you don't have equity. If you can afford it, don't focus on equity. You don't focus on the negative. Be positive. You own a home. That's a good thing. So don't worry about that. Okay. Let's talk about divorce. And let's talk about that in our, our topics here. And let's talk about the heart. We're not going to talk about the foreclosure and the hardship, but let's, let's talk about divorce. So divorce is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. And what's interesting is I was helping a client. They're not going to go through me, but they're because they have a three and a half percent interest rate that they got a couple of years ago. 
And the rates now are, you know, above seven or in the high sixes, what have you, for a standard 30-year fix. Um, IHFA, which is a bond program, they just raised their rates up to seven and, a, and an eighth uh, the other day with zero points. That's a bond program, so we don't control any of that. Uh, it's set by them. But those, you know, indications are and indicators are that we're, our rates are going up. So that's okay. So she wants to keep this mortgage, but it's her and her husband, her ex-husband, and court orders uh, said he has to come off. So that means you typically have to refi. What's interesting on agency loans, and I got to be honest with you, I, I really didn't know it. Multiple loan officers here didn't know it. It's a servicing thing. I think it's changed some years ago, but the agency programs, the agency loans, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, have a clause in there in, I'm going to say loosely because I'm not sure, uh, it's where the marginal information comes in for me, but they have a um, clause in there for assumption. So what this bank is doing for her, so she can maintain that three and a half, is they're going to do an assumption where she pays 1% of the loan amount and they'll pull him off. She has to qualify it for on her own for the loan on her own, the existing loan uh, as it is. And if she qualifies under standard qualifying criteria and she pays the one point, they'll remove him and change that note um, and that security instrument, uh, instrument, and she will keep her three and a half percent. So if you're going through divorce, don't think it's automatic that you have to uh, refinance. You know, I know that's not good for news for a lot of loan officers out there. You're not going to have the business, but at the end of the day, it's best for the consumer. And that's an ethic of care. It's what I subscribe to. It's the way I was raised. So that ethic of care, placing others' uh, well-being above your own. And I think that's important to know. So divorce is uh, one of those things where you don't have to actually refinance if you're splitting up, something like that. Uh, the other thing is um, um, make sure that um, you're just you're talking to the right loan officer and calling your bank first. So I'm, I'm not going to go any more on that, but that's it. Oh, um, let's talk about that. That's another, no, I'm jumping around. Let's go back to this. Let's go to bankruptcy, which is the next thing. Let's talk about that. So bankruptcy is one of those things that's biblical really, because it's the year of Jubilee really that, that talks about, you know, forgiveness of all debts. Don't lend anymore. Forgiveness of debt. God came down and don't quote me on my biblical stuff. I'm not that good at it, but I know that the source is from there somehow. And at the end of the day, it's okay. And don't feel bad. So if it gets really bad and you can't make things work, i.e. you can't make your mortgage payment, you can do a bankruptcy. A chapter 13 is basically like a modification. So you could do that. You also can modify. And we're going to talk about that in a minute and how that works. But you, if you have to file a bankruptcy, uh, it is a law of equity. So if you do have equity in it and you're you're failing on the house, can't make those payments, you you can stay the foreclosure if you're at that stage and they can't get a motion for relief of stay. The bank can't do that. They're not allowed to because it's, an, it's a, a, a law of equity. So if you have equity in it, you can get through and use the, the bankruptcy as a way to stop uh, that, that loss, them taking the house and nobody's going to come knock on your door. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but make sure, uh, you know, you're looking at all your options, meet with a good attorney, um, talk to someone that really knows and look at the seven or the 13, the 13 is that uh, modification will help you with mortgage. The seven should blow everything up. You can't discharge a mortgage in, in a seven, but you, uh, you can mod a mortgage in a 13, a chapter 13. The other thing too, is you want to do reaffirmation of debt. This is one of the things that drives me nuts. It's what created, it, it was the impetus for me to create 
um, a law firm back in, back in the day. It was Lewin Law. We can put that up real, real quick here. Uh, Tony Lewin, Antoinette Lewin, it was her law firm. Uh, but I approached her and said, hey, let's start a law firm. Of course, I had no ownership in it or partnership in it. I'm not an attorney, so I couldn't do it. But I was the GM. The, the uh, impetus, the uh, construct, uh, the mo modality of it was all of mine from previous times back in the early 90s and fighting against the banks. And that's what we used to do, fight the banks, keep people in their homes. But one of the things that, that pushed me to do that was when I was going through my hardship and it was extreme, uh, I lost everything in the 08, 07. I'm one of those guys you read about, crashed and burned, lost everything, getting ready to retire at 49, 50, and that all just disappeared, gone. So I had to reinvent myself. So uh, I'm telling you now is somebody who's come through the FBI and the AG and the district attorney inquisition for eight months in 08 and just being brought down to the lowest level uh, and, and maintaining my faith. Um, and that got me through it. Uh, fetal position for three months. Uh, life was over. It was horrible times. So I empathize with anybody that's facing hardship right now. I've been through it. So if you ever want to call me, you can see my number down on the screen. You can always reach out, call me or email me, go to my website. It's down there as well. And we can talk about it. I usually have a I, I will usually have a resolution for you and something that's a lot easier than you think in your mind. It's not as bad. I spoke to a client last week on it. I'm helping them navigate through a bank. They haven't made a payment in a year. I'm helping them. I'm talking to their servicer with them. I do this for free and working out the bugs. They're just in fear. They're not opening any of their mail, tape mail, that kind of thing. I call them love letters. Got another one that came in today. Uh, two months down, uh, husband took off. Uh, we've got a single mom with kids and she can't make the payment on her own. What's she going to do? And I'm going to advise her and, and help her with this as well. So <clears throat> when we created the law firm, we did this to help people. One of the things I found, I'm gonna, and we'll move on to the last segment, is that the attorneys they meet with do one thing. They want to wipe out your debt and that means get rid of it. So they're going to uh, put the home, the mortgage into the bankruptcy. You can't discharge it. And if it's a seven and you settle, you start making your payments. But if they don't reaffirm the debt, and this is where you have to say, I want to reaffirm some debt, Refer reaffirm the car payment you're going to keep. Don't just dis discharge it and and then you know continue making a payment because that's your option if you want to keep it but don't include it in the bankruptcy uh to be discharged and then when it's not you you basically keep making those payments that doesn't rate on your credit anymore so pardon me here's the problem it doesn't rate on your credit your mortgage doesn't rate your cars don't rate anything you're going to keep and survive through the bankruptcy make sure you have your attorney reaffirmed they're not going to ask you that they're not going to tell you that stuff they don't it's what the again it was the impetus for me to start that law firm because people needed help they were, were not getting the what happens next aspect of involving themselves with an attorney in a bankruptcy because that job was mutually exclusive from you know, your life in the future. And that's not the way it is. It's connected. There are things that happen and you have to know what they are in terms of what does the bankruptcy do to you in terms of your credit, obviously. And then how do we protect it to get back on track faster? Well, it's called reaffirmation of the debt that you're going to keep. Your mortgage is one of those cars. If you're going to keep them, that's another one. My bankruptcy over 10 years ago was over $10 million of singular bankruptcy. So I empathize with you if you're considering it. I, I was one of those guys, like I said, and it was just, uh, 
I got caught in the collapse of the marketplace and it just crushed me. And it's okay. I've recovered and I'm back. So I'm here to give you hope. It's not the end of the world if you have to go down that path. And with the economy changing like it is, I'm going to give you that hope. It's okay. Just have a strategy and make sure you're looking at all the angles and what else and what else and what else. What's next? You've got to ask the professionals you're working with. With attorneys, you got to ask them, what next? What happens next? What are all the angles? And again, reaffirmation is my word today for you for a bankruptcy on anything that's going to, uh, you know, uh, survive that bankruptcy. Okay. Hardship. Let's talk about that. TDR, trouble debt resolution. For those people I mentioned earlier that are behind in their payments called TDR. It's a, a word looking out from the servicer, trouble debt resolution. It's their trouble debt and they want a resolution so they can foreclose, they can short sale, uh, they can do a uh, deed in lieu of foreclosure. <clears throat> they can do a forbearance. Forbearance is a weird word. We just went through that with COVID. Not a, not a cool thing. And I was talking over two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, in, and you'll see some of my older shows here on the channel, on the YouTube channel, where I was talking about this um, COVID forbearance coming up and what was going to happen at the end. There's all sorts of speculation about paying it back. And I said, you can't. And because I dealt with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae came out years ago and they came out with, after the crisis in 08, they came out with a streamlined modification. And that's what we did. They just created this and built it in. So I was talking about it before it was even decided uh, by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the CARES Act and all those things. I knew it was going to happen because you can't just say, hey, don't make your payments. Don't worry about it. We'll catch up later. Nobody catches up. Nobody catches up. So if you miss your payments, you're you're going to go and you're in hardship. Uh, you you're going to be looked at from the perspective of the bank, the servicer, the lender as a TDR. And how do you do that? No judicial foreclosures in the state of Idaho or California, which is good, which means they don't take you to court for it. It's a non-judicial state, Idaho and California. Other states, there's a list of them that are. Um, I had a list here for it. Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas. Anyway, you can look it up. There's a lot of them that are judicial foreclosures. Just because they are doesn't mean that they'll actually act on that. But it is uh, one where if you're in a judicial foreclosure state, they can file a lawsuit to foreclose on you. If not, then you're non-judicial. Then it goes down the path of these uh, trouble debt resolutions and things you can do. Uh, you can, uh, it, it, you have to go 90 days delinquent and then the NOD is filed. And then the notice of default, the NOD has to run for another 90 days. And then you have anywhere from 21 to 30 days for the trustee sale. And so that's how it happens. So the gentleman I've talked to last week and again this week, uh, I, I, uh, uh, calmed him down because he's worried about somebody knocking on the door. I had another client that didn't listen to me and I've been working with him for over a couple of years and he unfortunately didn't listen to me. And, and I don't mean that in any like, you know, pat on the back or anything. It's terrible. Uh, but uh, last week he lost his home. The sheriff showed up and I knew it was coming and I told him and he, he, he just, he, his fear kept him from uh, doing the things that I was talking about that I have tried and tested and proved since 1992, 30 years now, but he didn't want to do that. Um, so, uh, oh, and as far as the deficiency, you might have, be in a deficiency state where that if you are short on selling, you don't have the equity position, you're short on selling. I'm going to raise my hand to get the light back on in my office here. But if you, uh, if you have a, in a deficiency state, then they can hold you accountable for anything you didn't pay them back for in the uh, short sale foreclosure you want to make sure you're getting that you're getting them to agree the bank to agree to uh non non uh uh 
it's it's called so they don't come after the uh, deficiency on that make sure that they have that in there uh you can also if they do you can also file for insolvency because most people that are in this situation you're usually not making enough money to have ha handle it and so therefore you look you have a deficiency clause in the irs regs that will you might fall under and that would also then forgive or make that non-collectible so there's a lot of ways you go and again i'm not an attorney and this is marginal advice on that stuff but again the law firm that i work for uh, tony lewin uh lewin law we did that and uh we did a lot of those cases and, and did those for people and saved their homes or got them out of their home in a way that was more um how would i say it was just a um a calming way to go. I coined the phrase, you have to mourn the loss of your home and you have to think of it that way. And once you can let go, then you can move forward. So I'm here for you if you need me. I think that's it for the show today. Wanted to talk about those three topics. Keep the faith, keep positive. It's a good, it's a good time right now. Um, buying is okay. It, yeah, the rates have made it more difficult for some people. I'm talking to people every day or every week, a couple of them that are right outside the fray now because the rate's going up, but there are buy downs. And there's a lot of programs you can use. So don't just stop. Don't feed into the news cycles and how bad it is. Check it out because you, you shouldn't want home ownership. And if you've lost some equity because it was really high and you bought it high, who cares? Raise your kids, have some fun. It'll come back. Don't sweat it. So you're listening to, if you're on Spotify, you're listening to Mike Hobbs. It's uh, Mortgage Madness with Mike Hobbs. I'm a home loan officer with Loan Depot. Check me out. You can find me on all the different channels. So we're going to put those up here as I'm coming out of the show here in a second. And then I'll be back next Wednesday. Chris Latte, I'm hoping, will be on. He's a home inspector. I'm going to talk about that and how that can actually help sellers as well as buyers. You think it's just for buyers, but it's for sellers. And a lot of agents don't know that. So we're going to be talking about that modality that I'm pushing out there to help sellers and buyers uh, be able to connect in a, a much more equitable and uh, and beneficial way. So we'll do that. So, hey, thanks for tuning in every week, Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Mike Hobbs, uh, Mortgage Madness, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you.